You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. I hope you had a good weekend and a happy Monday so far. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Today, we'll recap some more mock drafts to see where Florida Gators have been winding up since last week. Florida Gators basketball is bringing in another transfer in Myron Jones. And we'll wrap up by talking about some Kyle Trask draft news that just dropped a couple of hours ago. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Of course, when you look for Florida Gators in an NFL mock draft, the first name that you are always going to see is Kyle Pitts. He's listed as a tight end in most places. A couple places you'll see get a little edgy and list him as a wide receiver. But Kyle Pitts is the best tight end prospect in a very long time, if not ever. Of course, Kyle Pitts is usually going in the top four picks. We've seen it where he very rarely, if ever, makes it out of the top ten. Looking at today's mocks, uh, I kind of just took from a bunch of places. <laughs> um, but we had Ryan Wilson and Chris Trapasso had Kyle Pitts to Atlanta at fourth overall. Josh Edwards had Kyle Pitts going to the Dolphins at 6th overall, and Peter Prisco had Kyle Pitts going to the Bengals at 5th overall. I've talked about all of those possibilities a fair bit this past Friday, so I'm just going to skim over them a little bit. Uh, We have one more team that I covered a bit that I will go more in-depth on, and then one team that I didn't cover at all that I'll go in on. Dan Barnes and Corey Benini had Kyle Pitts going to a place that I've mentioned before, and I covered a bit Friday. I'm going to recap that a little bit. Um, Carolina Panthers at the eighth overall pick. Of course, something that I've brought up frequently when discussing Kyle Pitts and a potential Panthers conjunction. Um... Matt Rule and Kyle Pitts have actually been in connection with each other for about five years now because Kyle Pitts said that when he transitioned to tight end, the first person to offer him a college scholarship was Matt Rule while he was the head coach at Temple. We also know that Matt Rule and Kyle Pitts met in person at the Pro Day and that Matt Rule said that he would be in constant contact with Kyle Pitts prior to the draft. Another huge boost that Kyle Pitts would add to the Panthers 
would be recently traded for a quarterback, Sam Darnold, could use all the weapons he, he could possibly have. So adding Kyle Pitts would just give you the best weapon in the draft and then possibly instant top 10 tight end in the NFL. The Panthers already have solid wide receiver options on the roster. So just adding in Kyle Pitts, I just really love this mixture and this possibility. The final Kyle Pitts pick that we're going to look at is Peter Schrager had Kyle Pitts going to Arizona at 1.7 after Arizona traded up with Detroit. Uh, Yeah, I really like this trade uh, for a few reasons, really. One, it's aggressive for Arizona to just say, hey, we need to add another playmaking option, so we're going to trade up in the draft. Uh, That's just something that, you know, it's a great sign to have a team trade up and really just commit to a player immediately. Next, it's a new idea that we haven't seen a ton of in mock drafts, so it's fun and exciting. But it also gives this offense a ton of more flexibility. I could see Cliff Kingsbury wanting to get a little cute with it and put Kyle Pitts in the backfield for a couple snaps every now and then. He's a huge just weapon in every facet of offense. And he's instantly going to be a big-time contributor for your team. So he's a fun option in this air raid-style offense. The second most common gator that you see early on in mock drafts is Kadarius Toney, the offensive weapon who we've been over this. I'm not going to keep repeating myself and harping on that. We saw him go 27th overall to the Baltimore Ravens earlier by Ryan Wilson. And I've expressed this before. I'm not a huge fan of that fit. It's just I I don't think it would be successful for either player, really. He, it could be effective, but he'd be more in the running game and he'll always be limited passing production-wise. Josh Edwards had Kadarius Tony going 22nd overall to the Tennessee Titans. This is another one that I spoke about last week. I like the potential here. The offense would likely give him the opportunity for touches early on and maybe getting creative in his usage. And... Them having such a strong run game would really help set up deep shots to Kadarius. Peter Prisco had the Saints taking Kadarius Tony with the 28th overall pick in the first round. I mean, obviously, this is what's not to like. Kadarius Tony in this offense would be ridiculous. It's a fun combination, first of all, just between Tony, roster, coach, front office. This offense is very receiver-friendly. I'll say it's a great schemed-up offense. Arguably the most creative play-calling in the league, which would give Kadarius Tony as many touches as humanly possible. So this, stat-wise, amazing. Comparing himself to Alvin Kamara at the Pro Day, Having Kadarius Tony and Alvin Kamara being able to both line up in the backfield here, or even just be used both as runners frequently, would be insane to have them on the same field. And imagine putting Taysom back there and just having everything go completely bonkers. <laughs> what are the odds this happens, though? I mean, who really even knows? 
Bet Online, though. Bet Online covers all major sports and a ton of minor sports. Even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and I do mean anything, it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Last Monday and Tuesday, we spoke about Florida basketball bringing in some transfers. Today, we're talking about Florida basketball bringing in another transfer. Yesterday, it was announced that Mike White signed Myron Jones, who's a Penn State transfer that's a 6'3", 180-pound guard. Myron Jones led the Nittany Lions in scoring this past season. He was second the year before. He averaged 15.3 points per game this year, 2.7 rebounds per game, 2 assists per game, and 1.3 steals per game because, of course, I am always going to bring up defensive numbers when we're talking about basketball. During the 2020-2021 basketball season, Myron Jones found himself to finally be the focal point of of the offense, and he had a career year by pretty much every margin. He connected on almost 40% of his three-point shots behind the arc, He's become a consistent and reliable shooter, so at the very worst, Jones could be a a floor spacer for the Florida Gators. Of course, I mentioned that Jones is now Mike White's third incoming transfer for this offseason. The other two were CJ Felder from Boston College and Brandon McKissick from the University of Kansas City, Missouri. It's clear that Florida is going to have a very transfer-heavy roster this coming season. Uh, We've covered it last week where Florida's basketball team could very well soon have a starting five of exclusively transfer athletes. And we could even have our sixth man as a transfer athlete. Like I mentioned last week about Brandon McKissick, with Trey Mann gone... This offense will be looking for a primary ball handler, or maybe even two, if that's what happens with McKissick and Jones and whoever else is going to join the team, apparently. Uh, They're both capable of hitting threes at a consistent clip, so we'll have two combo guards on the court. They're clearly targeting scorers. Florida has to replace pretty much their entire backcourt besides Appleby. He's probably going to be the only one that has been here this year and will remain a consistent contributor next year. Uh, We will get more 
in depth into that closer to the season when that roster actually starts to settle down a bit. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to go very in-depth position-by-position breakdowns, platoons, all that fun stuff. But for now, we're going to hold our horses there. I'll also get more into detail for how the transfers will really impact the playing time and development of players already on the roster. But again, not today. Because today... Just a day to acknowledge Myron Jones' transfer from Penn State and take a quick hint on Mike White, again, bringing in his third transfer. And from my understanding, we're not done yet in that department. We'll also dive more into how this roster will continue to be built. Speaking of built... Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. That's what I like. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, because that's what I like, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1515 to get 15% off of your next order at Built Bar. Com. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Odyssey and the Lockdown Podcast Network, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team will make trades and picks for the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get a podcast. Of course, to end the show, it's time to talk about Kyle Trask and the news that recently broke about him just a couple of hours ago. That news is that Peter King of NBC Sports released his Football Morning in America article about three hours ago. That was nothing out of the ordinary. What was out of the ordinary was that about three-quarters of the way down that page, he lists what I think is starting to think Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, has a good chance to be the sixth first-round quarterback. Emphasized, starting to. We all know Kyle Trask's story by this point. He was a high school backup to De'Ara King. He was a college backup to Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks got injured, and then Kyle Trask came in and decided that he was going to have a meteoric rise to stardom in college football. He was going to ride that momentum in college football into the Heisman race and into now first-round pick discussion. So that is awesome. Kyle Trask is someone who... Like I've been saying here, I think he should go earlier than he's being widely talked about, which is 
late second, early third. I've been saying he's the kind of guy who he can come in and immediately have a high floor. Not a ridiculously high ceiling, but a high floor. So a team with a solid roster already should theoretically be very interested in adding a quarterback that can step in at the drop of a hat and contribute to your offense. Of course, a lot of people just say you don't draft a quarterback without a high ceiling early on. Teach his own. However, if you're a team with a filled out roster or and you're just a quarterback away or you need a backup quarterback just in case, not a bad choice to take the guy that can step in early on and help out. I touched on it last week. Kyle Trask is the kind of quarterback that he needs a solid roster around him in order to succeed. He needs solid coaching staff and support from the coaching staff in order to succeed. And these end-of-the-round teams could end up being ideal situations for Kyle Trask and his career. We know that at his pro day, we found this out, Kyle Trask has met with the Steelers. He met with Mike Tomlin. That is the only specific person we know that he met with for any of the teams. But we know he met with the Steelers. We know he met with the Bucks. We know he met with the Bears. And we know that he met with every single team, but those three are brought up specifically. So we know that teams like the Saints, Washington football team, and Colts maybe could be all nice fits as well for Kyle Trask here. We know that those teams have solid rosters, especially offensive lines, a strength of most of those teams. They've got good weapons all around them, so that's the ideal fit for the Kyle Trask type. I mentioned Kyle Trask's meteoric rise to stardom in college football. He quickly became a media darling of sorts. He was very early first-round Heisman talk about him. Um, And then it kind of died down as the season went on, even though he was still producing like crazy. And once the season ended, kind of dropped off a cliff. Good thing Kyle Trask has openly said that that's not something that bothers him, because if you know his story, which like I mentioned we do, then he's used to just being pretty disrespected by the media. So this news, nothing big for him. But for us, it's really fun to speculate about, hope for, root for, or just say, you know, that would be a really interesting combination there. Of course, a very important thing to note also is that Draft Twitter has just been inside for way too long, and so is Football Twitter. They've just been inside for way too long, so every week they pick a different college quarterback, and they're like, hey, maybe he's the sixth first-round quarterback this year. It might be, but at the same time, next week, we could be talking about how Kyle Trask is going to be undrafted. So he's a very smart man for not paying attention to what a lot of some media personnel have to say. And good for him, but we are going to continue to take everything that gets said and just absolutely take the ball and run with it. If you want to hear more about Kyle Trask and his ideal landing spots, 
Check out tomorrow's episode of Locked On Gators, where I'll go in-depth with perfect landing spots for all of our prospects at some point tomorrow, starting off with Kyle Trask. Thank you for listening. Once again, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. That's W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E sports.com. Don't forget to follow Locked On Gators so that you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Steelers for the potential future home of Kyle Trask, hosted by Chris Carter, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.